0: This episode of Grease the Polls is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can bet $5 on any sport and win $200 in free bets instantly. All you need to do is sign up with the link in the description, and you'll get $200 instantly after you place your first bet of $5 or more. Everyone could use some extra betting money, so don't let this opportunity go to waste. And with that, let's get into the episode. What's going on, everyone? And welcome into the inaugural episode of Grease the Polls. I'm Brian Cass, joined by Ryan Conway and Frank, better known as Philly's Finest Beer Can, presented by the Liberty Line. Um, so as you can tell by our name, um, you know, this was spawned off of the NLCS, the Phillies World Series run. We were feeling good. The juices were flowing. We were able to get a good name set in stone for this pod. Um, but unfortunately our first episode is coming after the world series loss and, you know, we're about 48 hours removed from the loss at this point. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of gone through the stages of grief already. Like I'm at the acceptance stage. I'm ready to move on. Thankfully we have the Eagles to fall back on, but, um, this is a safe space. You know, this is a therapy session for all of us here with the Phillies. So let me just hear what you guys are thinking. Like what's, what's going on. In your head, like how are you feeling about the season? Where do we go from here? You know, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, going through the stages of grief, it definitely was kind of turbocharged for me too. I think partially because the last, you know, three losses were really just kind of kind of brutal in every way. Kind of so we were kind of preparing for it as it happened, which I think was, you know, maybe emotionally more healthy. But it was, it was definitely a disappointing way to end what was a, a completely magical run. Bryce Harper, all the guys, uh, especially uh, JT, JT and, and and Reese down the stretch there, were not exactly what we were hoping for. And they left some positives going into next season, but it is very, it's difficult. I'm still rocking the Phil's hat just for today. And then I think I might hang it up, let it rest for a little bit. It's seen, It's seen a lot for the past month. This bender we've been on, yeah, no, that's reasonable.
2: Yeah, I mean, I honestly like—I feel like I came to terms with it, like when they didn't sweep the Padres—not sweep the Padres, sweep the Astros, like on the home stand, like we had to get it done in Game Five. The minute they got no hit, I was—it was like you know, it was like they were like a terminal, and like I just knew. So you're just kind of like, you know, just just wading through the stages of grief. And then, when finally in Game Five, you know we have that chance in the bottom of the ninth, and it seems like maybe they're going to do it. And then, it just, you know, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't need to go over the detail, but you guys were there. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where, like, I, where I'm at with the season, like what I feel like with it is one of the things has been driving me insane is I'm seeing all these people saying stuff like, "Oh, the magic ran out," like. No, this was this was a, a a team paying luxury tax. Like, we've got to expect this every year. We've got to hold them to it. We can't pretend like this was some fairy tale. Like, it sucks that they lost. Except that it sucks that they lost.
0: Yeah. No, I I feel the same way. Like I, like as quickly as my hype for the Phillies like grew to just like exponential fucking proportions, um, it came down just as quickly. Like. You know, I'm I, I have no shame in saying that like I watched five Phillies games during regular season. I'm one of those guys that hopped on <laughs> right when they got hot. Like you know, I'm an Eagles, I'm an Eagles guy through and through. And like Sixers are my second. Unfortunately, I have to go back to them now. But, um, yeah, I was one of those guys that just like bought into the hype. Felt like the team of destiny. Like I had, I had already built this narrative in my head that, especially after the Bryce Harper bomb and NLCS, I'm like, they, they they're gonna do it. They're they're going to fucking do this thing. And it just – that's just the Philly way, right? Like, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, even the 08 World Series, I mean, like, kind of came out of nowhere. Like, that's just how it is here. Like, we never have those, like, seasons of almost getting there, almost getting there, getting there, and then winning, right? Like, it's always just just a shot in the fucking – you know, just a, a lightning in a bottle. And um, I think – I'm on, I'm on the same page as you, Frank. Like, we – especially with rob thompson as a manager like we were on a 100 pi- 100 win pace with him as manager so like there's no reason to think or to expect us to just like come back down to earth and be like another you know 80 to 85 win team year in and year out like there's a lot of stuff to build on and i mean they have the pieces right like you still have bryce you're gonna have a lot of the um the core pieces in place moving forward uh it's just the same story as the past couple off seasons right like put pieces around them, fix up the bullpen, like really fix it up, get another starting picture or two. And you know, another bat wouldn't hurt, you know, Trey Turner, you know, I'm looking at you. So wow. that's how I feel. I'm, I'm like, I'm like pleasantly optimistic for the future. You know what I mean?
1: It It's, it's hard for me. Sometimes it is hard to be optimistic because I know uh, exactly like you said, these things come out of nowhere and they're, it's it's hard to repeat. It's always hard to get back to the World Series whether you won it or lost it. It's kind of when you're there you got to make the most of it. And you know they like you said, like Frank said too, they really didn't on that home stand it was disappointing. And then coming back then to Houston, it ended poorly. But what they will have next year that I'm interested to see how this all plays out is obviously they have the confidence now to spend more money. But they're going to have the full attention of the Philadelphia fan base at this point. They didn't really have that for the last, you know, maybe since twenty sixteen, the really dark, dark years. Then we signed Bryce Harper and then, you know, the interest kind of really picked up. But this was the first time Philly was a baseball town in over a decade. I mean, it was ridiculous the amount of Phillies red I was seeing throughout the city with an eight no now Eagles team. It's just it was ridiculous. And now they're gonna have Sure. Not everybody. Cause of course you're not going to have all the eyes. You're going to get running of the world series, but people are going to be paying attention to the Phillies. Now they kind of punched this fan base in the mouth a little bit. We kind of gave up on them uh, because we've seen way too many September collapses. And then they finally pulled through Sure, They did, you know, eventually go down the way that they do go down. And that's just what this Phillies team was. It was a, it was a magical run partially because just with the flaws in this roster, you know with the defensive struggles with you know Castellano's not exactly being the bat that we needed him to be we were you know they were able to capitalize on what was a really incredible 3 weeks and then their own flaws kind of bit them in the ass and they lost to Houston and that's that's the kind of thing and now we have a way to assess that and move forward we have concrete evidence that here's what works here's what doesn't and we have the paycheck or the checkbook to be able to go ahead and do that now
2: yeah, I, you know, I, you mentioned Castellanos, and honestly, like, I don't know about you guys, but uh, obviously great for sound bites and everything, but such a huge disappointment this year. And coming back next year, honestly, I, I mean, part of the thing you have to factor into the Phillies is, like, they did this, honestly, like, without him. Like, if he can contribute moving forward, that's a huge deal. That's providing protection for Bryce Harper. That's that's what he's getting paid $100 million to do. Like, I don't know, I just, you know, I'm still very sore about the whole thing with him. Like, I keep flashing back to that at-bat against Hector Neris, where Neris does the thing that he always does, where he just throws just junk outside of the strike zone, and he just whiffed at it over and over and over. And you know, he came up small in really big parts, you know, it doesn't excuse people attacking his family, um, but, you know, that's – people are lunatics. Yeah. lunatics here. What are you yeah, going to do? That,
1: yeah. that was a little much. Uh, that's, that's definitely for sure. I do love how when, uh, you know, when they called him out, though, they called her in a, like an absolute bimbo. Some absolute bimbo <laughs> just came and cussed out my kid. Like, what a, just, what a brutal descriptor. Like, yeah. really just.
2: <laughs> Dude, it's that whole family. The whole Castianos family is just great they, at sound bites. It's they, genetic they, or something. They, they, I don't know a, what it is.
1: They really are incredible. You give them a five-second
0: window, they can really make something happen. <laughs> hey, really yeah, give,
2: you know, give them $100 million, and they, they kill you. So, there you yeah, go. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah. Is. I mean, all-star in the sound bites this year, just kind of a below-average player on the field. But, um, I mean, there's a ton of stuff we can, you know, scrutinize, um, down the stretch, especially in the last three losses. Like, you know, you turn on WIP this morning, you hear, you know, people questioning whether Rob Thompson should even be the manager now that he, you know, pulled Zach Wheeler, um, which is, you know, like I wouldn't go as far as saying, get this guy out of town, but you know, that's the type of things like hindsight's always 2020, especially, you know, in a fucking world series. So fans are going to nitpick at that stuff. um, but, I mean, I- I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Like, what – like, especially in those three losses, I mean, I know you mentioned Castianos already. Is there another thing that was just, like – I don't know if it made you realize, like, maybe this just isn't going to happen or, like – I don't know. Like, what do you think ultimately led to that three-game collapse, that that loss to the World Series?
1: I mean, looking strikeouts – First of all, I mean, outside of just Castellanos, a lot of guys went down either looking at something perfectly in the zone, or and I understand it's difficult to hit a baseball, but still. Uh, or so, or going down swinging to something that is not even close to the plate. More Reese Hoskins, uh, more uh, Nick Castellanos level of just chasing, you know, dogs chasing cars at that point. Like, they they wouldn't even know what to do if they caught up to it and that was that was definitely a big issue there but also just the fact that you know a guy that we relied on to power us through uh the lineup powers through the NLCS NLDS Reese Hoskins really just outside of that home run in game 3 that was really it from him he he didn't really give us much in this series which was you know disappointing because especially we here at the Liberty Line are our big defenders of Reese Hoskins we make probably more Reese Hoskins t-shirts than anybody else and and I think that might actually be true and it was just tough to see our guy you know come up small it was diff- when I have more faith in Gene Segura coming up to the plate and slapping a slider away in play you know when I have more faith in that happening than I have you going up and ripping at least a base knock like we had moments in this postseason where we were just you know, taking what the pitchers were giving us, moving guys around the bases. Sure, we love hitting home runs, love when the ball goes boom. That's what this team is built to do. But we did score a lot of guys moving guys around the base pads, old fashioned baseball. We did not get much of that, partially just because of how good the Astros pitching was, but also because we get a guy on base and then everyone's swinging for the fences. Edmundo Sosa almost hit a home run, should never have been that high in the air. That was a Roman Quinn esque swing where cool you got it mostly on the barrel but it doesn't matter who you're not hitting that out you're just not so there's it's just situational baseball and i get everybody wants to be the hero everybody wants to hit that world series home run and be the guy they all want to be bryce harper uh but you know you so you know sometimes you got to lay down a bunt sometimes uh, unless you're Kyle Schwarber, do not do that oh my god but <laughs> do not do that <laughs> I was gonna sometimes start. you got to be the guy to just go opposite field and i understand you know it's not just as easy as saying do that, but these are some good hitters one through nine in this lineup. Even Brandon Marsh shows promise. Gene Segura, God bless him, all probably on his way out the door, declined his option. Uh, but just that, just looking strikeout, just 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 in general striking out the way that we did in bracket backbreaking situations, and especially going down 0-1 in the count, especially yeah. just to open it up. We so many first pitch strikes just blew my mind. And that's just on the offensive side of the ball.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, that no hitter, I think for me was the thing that like, well, you know, no hitter with an asterisk. You got to be in there the whole game. I I don't care. That that should just count. If it as like a statistical no hitter, if you're not able to finish the job, which he wasn't, um, whatever, that's tangent. I'll save for another day, maybe. Uh, But, (laughs) you know like if you're going to go out there and win the world series you need your guys to hit you need Reese Hoskins to come up with a timely single like you're right they're they're swinging from the heels they're swinging for the fences left and right like they're at a driving range like no just try to put the ball in play that's all you need to do and Honestly, game four, they, you know, they fell off because I think that they were trying too hard to hit home runs and they kept falling behind in counts. I mean, you know, one bright spot is Bryson Stott, I think, had a really good postseason. He did a hell of a job with working the counts. Um, which I, I wish it would have, you know, translated to hits and getting on base, obviously. Uh, that would have been helpful. But you know, he he wasn't just standing up there like a mannequin. And yeah, I don't know, it's just it, it, it's rough again, when you take away from the fact that, you know, all season, we watch these guys and they would occasionally go cold after these crazy stretches but you just hoped that this wasn't going to happen this time and then you know yeah they they went cold on the biggest stage imaginable and now you know uh, uh, the the worst team in baseball is having a the saddest victory parade of all time
0: yeah just a just a morally corrupt franchise we fucking hate the Houston Astros here but um yeah, I think really the most disappointing factor for me, and, like, you mentioned, Reese, um, it's just the homegrown talent, and I'm specifically talking about Hoskins and Aaron Nola, like, this was their moment, right, to really just, like, extra names into the Phillies history books, and, like, as much as it did seem fitting when Harper was the guy that, like, hit the home run to get us in the NLCS, like... It also seemed fitting when Hoskins was hitting those bombs too, right? Like getting us early leads in the NLCS or the NLDS, like with Aaron Nola pitching his ass off in some of those games. And then for them, they just come up so short on the biggest stage. It's just like you just need those guys to come through when you feel like you're a team of destiny, right? And when the fan base is such a story, um, like, you know, it's cliche at this point, but I feel like we did actually become as big of a story as the team itself, right? Um, you just want your your homegrown guys, the guys who've been through the shit years of you know 2016 through 2020, to just just you know shake that shake that rust off, shake that bad feeling of those years off on the biggest stage and and come through for you. But you know, it just wasn't meant to be. I guess just wasn't meant to be. But not at all. No,
2: they didn't seize the moment. Yeah. That's I, I don't believe in. I don't believe in fate. I think that, you know, they they just they just didn't seize the moment. Like, you know. Uh. And yeah, honestly, the fan base was huge. Like, we made an eighty-three year old man have a mental breakdown in the stands in game, you know, game three. That was amazing. Like we were having an effect on these people. One hundred percent. I mean you could you can look in all the articles, like it actually was having an effect and just the fact that they didn't seize the moment, just, it's, you know, I on to next year, got to move on, got to f- try to put this out of our heads, um, but, you yeah, know, it sucks.
0: Yeah, and, and, like, when you look forward to next year, like, I, aside from just, like, the talent we have in place, like, I, I'm sure, I, I speak for all three of us when I say this, like, I'm completely... Um, I'm completely content with Bryce Harper leading this charge, right? Like, as a leader of the team, like, they have those guys in place that can get this team back on track, you know, short-term memory. I think everyone knows that in sports. You got to have that. So, um, yeah, I think, that, I think they're, you know, I, I'm looking up. I'm optimistic. Like I said earlier, I'm I'm optimistic about the future, near yeah. near and long-term. There are some
1: people that are – Obviously there's there's a wide spectrum of fan reactions. Some people are like, It was a beautiful run. Don't you disparage <laughs> these these wonderful baby boys. And then there's the other end where it's like, doesn't matter that they weren't supposed to be here. These guys fucking stink out loud. They did and both have valid points, in my opinion. I do think like these guys I mean we were ranked the worst We were the worst team in the postseason And we pretty much shit on everybody On our way to a World Series It wasn't particularly close in any of the series I mean obviously we had some some Brushes uh, Like that game one against St. Louis, that was a little spooky That definitely got me somewhere uh, I, 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 I didn't want to be until All of a sudden that all changed With of course a James Cigarettes Hit nonetheless mm-hmm. But I got to say, man, like this run was fantastic. And yes, they did suck when they lost. They totally stunk it up. It wasn't like it was even really close. The Astros just played better. That wasn't really a question. And I don't think anybody can can debate that people talking about Fromber Valdez cheating. Shut up. Shut up. No, no. He's just he's just filthy. That's the way it is. Lance McCullers was terrible. And real quick, what were you guys' thoughts on Lance McCullers leading like a little a little thing there uh, in the in in the post win locker room, <laughs> essentially taking shots at every team when he just got you know taken for five home Shelled. runs in a World Series game, Absolutely. the most ever. What are, what are you guys' thoughts on that?
2: I'm curious to know. You know, I, honestly, tiniest dog barks the loudest. He's a goddamn Chihuahua. I don't. I don't give a shit what he has to say. I don't think any of the guys in the locker room. They're all having a great time laughing, but they all know he's the one that put their asses in the line. You know, because I, I. I just no. I you know. I, I'm I'm very upset about that, but I'll 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 live with it because again you know tiny dogs bark loudest. Yeah. He's a little Chihuahua, yapping.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it's easy, you know. It's easy for him to sit there after they won the World Series and like you know pat himself on the back and shit. But I mean you know the eye in the sky don't lie. We all watched that game. We all saw him you know (laughs) give up you know however many home runs he did. I don't even remember. But um, yeah, I mean like as like I you know I played college sports and I I remember distinctly having a similar situation with the guy and like (laughs) everyone's just like shut the fuck up, just just shut up. You know like it's just like no one. You know, like let the let the leaders talk. Like let the guys who contribute talk, and just kind of you know, like you you you're included on this team. Like you're here. Like you you know, you're you're part of the team. It's like you know, it's like the guy who um you know doesn't do anything for a group project but still walks away with an A. It's like I don't yeah you know I, I'm I don't really have I don't want to hear you talk, man. That's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> I don't I don't give a shit what you have to say. Um, just like drink your champagne enjoy your shitty parade, you know, um, you know, go hang out with Ted Cruz or something, but I don't, I don't really care. I just don't Uh, want to talk. Now
1: I, I do have a question that this has kind of been bouncing around in my mind and it has to do with that, you know, that game three with the five home runs, seven, nothing, win, the greatest thing I've ever laid eyes on in the modern era. Um, is it possible that both the phillies and the city is it possible that we all blew our load a little too early with that one and then i think i think we kind of celebrate myself included i think we all kind of celebrated that like we just won the fucking world series uh people were talking about man i can't wait to get this jacket to wear to the parade and i went i'm not gonna lie i went on the radio with brace and i said feels like parade weather and what happened we didn't win a game after that we got shit Dude. on for the rest of the world series but that was such a glorious moment but do you think we all including the players too it just in terms of performance and just adrenaline and emotional highs do you think we all kind of blew our load a little too early with that game three just a bit
2: are you seriously doing a nerd with the prom queen metaphor right now maybe no <laughs> No, 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 people are allowed to get excited. Too many times in this stupid city, we get so upset about stuff because we, we think, oh, it's our fault. We got excited. No, we got excited in the lead up to Super Bowl 52. People were, there were underdog masks that you could clip out in the Inquirer. And I remember seeing them and thinking like, oh, that's a terrible idea. We're going to lose now for sure. You know what happened? We won it doesn't matter the end of the day a bunch of guys get paid a lot of money to absolutely massacre best baseballs fell short they failed the city didn't fail and I think you know what to some extent yes were they swinging from the fences a little bit too much early on because they were juiced up yeah I don't think there's any doubt about that but you know what again they're professionals it's their job to rein themselves in after the first couple of innings and say whoa whoa what are we doing here let's let, let's maybe start you know taking a step back and you know it's i no i i I, ref, I refuse to believe that we had too good of a time and that's why we're being punished
0: well look i i don't yeah i don't think i think you're spot on frank i mean as far as like getting you know like preparing for a parade after game three like yeah i mean we were all doing that i was doing that i remember talking about oh they're gonna do it on friday they're gonna do it over the weekend like that'd be pretty (laughs) sick if they did it over the weekend we can all be there but look here's my thing when it comes to to trash talking and just being a philly sports fan in general like i'm going to run my mouth 10 times out of 10 and even if i get hit in the mouth i'm going to come back and still run my mouth like if (laughs) if the Eagles were you know like even if we lost that Super Bowl in 2017 I still would have ran my mouth the next year you know like that's why like I think that's why a lot of people you know outside of Philly kind of hate us because like they don't they know the trash talking is at you know it's from zero to 100 at, at any moment despite how bad or good we are um but when we do win and when we are on top of any given league it's i mean we are we are insufferable like I, i'll i be the first man. i will <laughs> i will be in your face and i will let you know every single day that you know the eagles phillies sixers whoever even the flyers you know i i will let you know that we're gonna kick your ass like i don't care if we are or we're not like i'm gonna run my mouth as if we are going to kick your ass. And that's just how I always approach it. And I think that's how everyone should. I mean, fuck it. Who cares? It's sports. You know, like, of course I'm going to run my mouth yeah. sports.
1: I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. That's like an unwritten, unspoken agreement in this city to take everything fandom wise, energy wise to a 10 and then crank it up to an 11, push it to the absolute limit. It's exactly what we do. When I, I mean, we won the Super Bowl. I was in college in New England. I had some you know, I had some acquaintances that I knew, and I did a lot of shit talking after that Super Bowl, during the lead up to the Super Bowl, and then after we won. And uh, it didn't lose me friends, but they never really want to talk football with me anymore after that. And that made me so fucking happy. Like, it filled me with such joy that these guys wouldn't want to. I'm just like, yeah, exactly, because I have just completely dominated you in this mental game that we play called fandom I'd shit talked more than i ever could and 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 it yielded result and that's what everybody in this city whether they like it or not is capable of doing even if you've never done it reach deep down eagles are eight no now's the perfect time oh yeah talk some shit if you don't have a twitter account make a twitter account yeah log in follow at greased polls pod and then And and then start talking the the craziest shit you've ever thought of about the birds to anybody that will listen or won't.
2: Dude, let's let's talk about getting ahead of ourselves. The name of our podcast. (laughs) Definitely anticipated a different ending to this World Series. Uh, We were riding high, and we got shot down. But you know what? It's no fun being Icarus if you don't try to fly close to the sun.
1: Exactly right.
2: You're just gonna to crash into the wave sooner or later anyway.
1: Yeah. We really did go with the Phillies colors and everything too, you know? Like we really did Oh, we go. leaned into it hard. Yeah, we went full like the the guy in the sweats you know, he's got a red sweatshirt on, he's got a Phillies hat on. I almost want to message her back and be like <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll be like yo can i slide you some bills to make like an eagles one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just
0: like we'll real just quick, change with the seasons whichever team is like we'll have alternates you know what i mean like yeah exactly like flyers like, fire... somehow reach the top we'll, we'll go orange black if the sixers get out of their own way and fire doc Rivers honestly if they fired doc rivers well i guess phillies and sixers are kind of similar so we could probably yeah keep that close game. enough we'll um, be fine yeah, yeah well yeah we can reuse those for sure yeah that's true that's true so you know we're talking about our fandom i guess, i guess this is probably a perfect segue into i don't know if we have a name for this segment i guess we'll just call it story time with frank as a placeholder um so i guess every episode we're just gonna find a story pertaining to philly sports that we all hate and we're just gonna rip it the shreds so frank do you want to just take us away with this With this yeah song? let
2: me uh let me pull it up why don't you do some busy work i it it unloaded from my phone hold on one second oh of course Uh, this is
1: truly when 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 frank sent this into our into our newly well this was just before i made the slack channel but into our slack group chat when as soon as he sent that in i clicked on it i was disgusted with what i had to read it was revulsive
0: it was horrendous close disgusting between this and I think maybe the Doc Rivers, you know, puff piece from the Inquirer came out, like, a little afterwards. Like, that would have been great for this one, too. But I think this one, just because we've been talking Philly, is, like, this is this is perfect for episode one, so.
2: So this comes courtesy of the Philly Voice, uh, oh, which good. is a, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily call them a news outlet. They're just kind of a news aggregator. They do a great job of rewriting AP Wire stories. I'll tell that, you know. Um, I you know honestly, hey, that's what I do too, for Liberty Line most part. It's
1: exactly, it's exactly yeah, what I dude. do.
2: Game recognizes game. This is called Philly fans shouldn't put sports over human decency. It's written by uh, Danielle Macy, um, who I found out. Uh, I don't know which one of you guys shared it, but hilariously enough, is the wife of the sports editor for Philly Voice. So. We're gonna to get to read the diary entry of somebody who happens to be married to the Sports Center editor of oh, the Philly Voice. So that's I good.
1: couldn't think of someone better to speak to to us and generalize. I love so it. So it's
2: it starts off with a pretty big red flag that I think we've all seen in these sorts of people. it's always something like this. I have lived in Philadelphia area. I have lived in the Philadelphia area for the last five years. I have grown to love this city the people in it, and the teams that represent the heart of what Philly truly is. I even own significantly more Philadelphia sports apparel than I have for Houston. (laughs) But as a Houston native, and someone that has a tattoo of the Astros logo, there was no way I could turn my back on my Strohs this week. Now, mind you, this is an article... For the people of Philadelphia in a news outlet called the Philly Voice. And we're using the cutesy, stupid nickname for the Astros after they literally just ripped our hearts out and pissed all over them. In the so, fucking
1: lead of the story. It's
2: in the, the first, first paragraph.
1: Like, what are we do? Like, she better. This is what before we get any further. She better not have yeah. gotten paid for this. If she got paid for this. Philly Voice has moved from news aggregator to money launderer. <laughs> that is exactly what. If she got paid for this fucking thing, I'm gonna lose my mind. all
2: right. All right. So uh, that my family warned me not to wear Astros gear until the series was over because that's gonna make us all feel better. If the you know if the Astros uh, win and then you go around and parade around in it right. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. A, and this is where she like turns it into like we're like monsters especially with me being a five foot two woman weighing 105 pounds. But I defended the city saying I was one of them and they wouldn't hurt me. Now I am starting to realize some of the stereotypes I've been defending for years might actually be true. Some people in a city of, of in, in in a metro area of 6 million people are unpleasant. That's wow ring the bell you know
1: you know those philly fans we love just hitting random women that's yeah, us we I, <laughs> it's us at sporting events what is what and now i understand we can be a bit uncouth
2: at times also but... it feels like she's bragging to like throw her weight out there i don't know i'm just saying you know <laughs> as a as a guy that knows women you know i, I like to think that I'm willing to bet you if she was 205 pounds, she wouldn't have thrown that out there. So
1: she's not making any friends with this article, is what I'm hearing. No. She's not pleasing anybody here.
2: Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. But, like, no. it's just like, yeah, you know, come on. This is, this is totally ridiculous. Uh, this World Series has been a wild ride with highs and lows for both teams. No, this has been. There's one peak for us, and then it's just been a fucking disaster since then. It's, yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's a very, it's a valley.
2: <laughs> the Astros came into the World Series, the perfect postseason, sweeping blah blah blah. On the other side, the Phillies barely made the playoffs. Thanks to the Phillies barely made the playoffs. Thanks to the MLB's expansion of the postseason, way to way to try to delegitimize the Phillies as yeah. an opponent. Um,
1: language is so important and I feel, like, I feel like she's just thrown it around pretty casually there, and I don't appreciate it.
2: No. Um, so let's see here. Uh, I don't want to read the entire thing because it's pretty goddamn boring. So let's go down to the night of the game. Uh, on the night of game six of the 2022 World Series, I went out to cheer on my Astros at a bar on South Street, proudly wearing my Astros hat and tee. I wonder how that's going to go. Do you think people are going to be happy?
0: No, no, no. no.
2: no. I mean, you're, you're in. Yeah, right. All right. Walking to the bar after finding parking, I was addressed multiple times with people spitting profanities at me. Good. And the <laughs> and the game hadn't even started. Realizing <sighs> <that> this might <laughs> realizing that this might get a little more heated than I would be comfortable with. Then why did you go out? Why did you go out in an elimination game if you weren't prepared to take this kind of abuse? I don't know. I don't care what city you're in. Realizing this might get a little more heated than I would be comfortable with, I chose to go to a bar that was mostly empty, but things got even worse from there. Okay. So this is where the story goes off the rails for me because why would you choose an unpopular, like, why would you wander into an empty dive bar? To watch this game. Like you're you're already wearing. Like let me isolate myself even more. So <laughs> that people feel even more comfortable. Taking pot shots at me. If you went to a popular bar down there. You'd probably be fine. I'm willing to bet there were probably a handful of like. You know people from Houston that were out. Enjoying the game. And you know. You, I, you probably would have been like jeered. People would have cursed at you. Yeah. But like you know you would have been fine. For the most part. So she's buying into the stereotype that Philly fans are so scary that she has to hide from them and, you know, winds up going to Moss Eisley Cantina by accident. (laughs) The friend I was with pleaded me not to cheer on the Astros. What terrible friend. And to sit and watch quietly, and even though I felt like this was wrong to expect of me, that's what I did. Aw, Guys, can you imagine going out with your fr- – like, yo, Ryan, you were in New England. Could you imagine going to watch an Eagles game or any Philly sports game where they're going against a New England team and not cheering for them because you're no, scared?
1: No, yeah, that would be a no-go.
2: Unless I went to
1: the mostly empty bar in town, and if <laughs> those people told me to be quiet, I would because then I would, I would be allowed to leave with my life.
2: If and you like is... went to go like, yeah, like if you're like going to like Whitey Bulger's hangout, you know, then sure, yeah. you keep your mouth if shut. If I'm
1: going to like just the like this corner bar in Backwoods Maine, it's not, you know, you don't mess with these with these guys. Yeah, There's I mean... a reason the bar is empty. Nobody wants to go there because these guys are here. <laughs> oh God, okay, you in were the, Maine?
0: Like in Maine. The true townies yeah. when you go to dive bars. So like, I don't mm-hmm. like you're you are getting the true Philadelphia experience, right? Like, it's like. You know, if you go to Xfinity, you're kind of getting like the elite experience. You know, yeah. and if you go to a dive bar and God knows where Philly, um, I mean, you're getting you're getting people from from Philly. Like they didn't drive in from the burbs like, you know, no. like I do. They they're they probably live cold box down and they're there every single night. So like this is, you know, it's like, what do you Yeah, like you said? It's like, what do you expect? What do, What do you want? What do you want from us?
2: Well, yeah, and, you know, uh, again, like, you know, nobody deserves to be, like, attacked because of the stuff that they're, you know, the stuff that they're wearing or team they're rooting for, but, like, yeah, yeah. It, it comes to one of those things where it's, like, you gotta keep your head on a swivel, you gotta be aware of your surroundings, and you, you can't assume because you had a bad experience at some dive bar that that's, you know, indicative of how everybody in the city is. Um, all right, so over the duration of the game i had people come up to my table pulling at my shirt telling me to take it off and knocking my hat off my head and kicking it across the room i don't want to say she's a liar but that feels like an exaggeration like is somebody like literally like punting her hat across the room at what point do you get up and go like these people are lunatics or this is physical assault i'm calling the police cuz i'm yeah. legitimately not safe
1: yeah, I don't know if that's a Philly fan thing. I think that's uh, just just a is a different... scumbag thing.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like just an aggressive, like a... terrible
2: drunk thing. Yeah. yeah, like I, I don't know. I would, and as a terrible drunk, I would never do that. So I don't. <laughs> it's it's really just more of a scumbag thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then you know, as bad as that sounds, that's not even what made me scared. That would have made me shit scared shitless. I would have been terrified. I would have been like, if,
1: "What is happening? Why are I you would have been this? like,
2: "I would have been like, yo, I'm either calling the cops or getting the hell out of here. Like, yeah. I'm not going to fight an entire dive bar of people."
0: As a as a six foot two, two hundred some pound man, not a five two, you know, one hundred and five pound woman, I would be afraid, right? Like, I <laughs> would be like, you threw comments. your weight out there, and now you're saying you're not afraid of dudes pulling your fucking hat off and punning it across the room. I, there's an exaggeration Again, somewhere in this story. I don't know what she's exaggerating what? about, but there is exaggeration somewhere.
2: Again, if it's one of those things where it actually happened, that's terrible. That's like assault. You should have called the police and gotten the hell out of there. You shouldn't have stuck around. Uh, so, uh, but it sounds like two different grown men at separate times throughout the game approached me and told me directly that if the Astros won they would find me after to beat the shit out of me. Jesus Christ. What bar was this woman in? I don't know.
1: All right. All right. Now I might have I might say that jokingly. I might say that but I might say that as a joke. Maybe not. Were you a in a that woman. bar, dude? Maybe not. Were you one of woman. them? I no. I I wouldn't say that to a woman, but I <laughs> I would definitely say that if there was like an Astros fan near me, I'd be like, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to kick the shit out of you." They win,
2: uh, but then, God but God. then
1: we have a fun laugh about it. Not a, an actual. Oh my goodness!
2: No, yeah, it sounds like this woman was assaulted repeatedly assaulted at a bar, and threatened, and should have gotten the police involved. But what
1: bar was this at? I need to know. The I, bar. She needs to
2: tell people this is a public safety matter. Uh, yeah. I don't want to go to this bar. No,
1: nobody should go to this bar. Yeah, what wherever the bar?
2: hell this is. Jeez, Lou. These complete strangers felt they had a right to touch my body, harass me, and even threaten my safety just for the clothes I was wearing. As I sat, watched quietly, being approached and harassed by Phillies fans, a friend of mine from New Jersey who was at Game 6 in Houston had a completely different experience. Well, that's not surprising because they're probably paid a lot of money for their tickets, I would imagine. And it's a bunch of rich old people like Mattress Mac down there that are just kind of... Feeling the vibes. And they're about to win a World Series. They're having a great time.
0: And they were at the game.
2: Not at a
0: dive bar in God knows where Houston. You know what I mean? Like, they were actually at the game. Yeah. It
2: was, yeah. And she goes, and she's like, Although there were a few fans that tried to be disrespectful, they were quickly put in their place by other Houston fans. Astros fans in Minute Maid Park were telling the few rude attendees to knock it off and enjoy the game. Exactly, because... (laughs) You're winning the World Series. Yeah. Not not dying a death of a thousand cuts.
1: Yeah, dude, we really did die a death of a thousand paper cuts. That was truly one of the most horrendous bleeding out stories I've ever I've ever witnessed.
2: That hurt. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. I am shocked, but I'm just moving ahead a little bit because, again, she just kind of goes on and on about how great Houston is. Mike, Um, she
1: definitely gets paid by the word
2: for this shit, huh? It's really, yeah. I mean, I I probably should have highlighted some stuff ahead of time, but (laughs) this is episode one. You know what? This is episode one. one. You're you're getting the rough cuts, (laughs) and you're going to fucking love it, people. (laughs) I'm just going to end with her last paragraph because this is just the. Philadelphia, you have disappointed me. I would have been out on Broad Street climbing poles alongside you if the Phillies had won. Then you said you. Who said you were invited? Who said you are an Astros fan?
1: You 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 have an Astros tattoo. You're not climbing a fucking pole. You're you're just not doing it. You're not doing. That's not. That's uh, that's weird. That's a weird thing. I knew a girl in high school. She was a big Flyers fan, lived in D.C., went to the Capitals parade in all Caps gear. And I was like, that is the most psycho move imaginable. And I feel the same in that scenario. If she comes out Phillies, Phillies up with, a, after wearing Astros gear to an elimination game, then turning face and repping the Fills for Broad Street for a parade is borderline sickening. It's depraved, and I don't appreciate it in the slightest.
2: <laughs> no. Not at all. It should be stopped. Well, no, cuz it feels like are you a fan of that other team or not? You were willing to go to a bar and get attacked by people for this team. That to me tells me that you love this team with your whole heart and soul. Yeah. If they lose, You should be so gutted that the very thought of going to the, watching the parade on TV should make you sick, let alone going there and climbing a pole. What? What universe are you living in where that's your attitude? Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Though I never expected you to celebrate with me and my team's win that night, apparently the world knows you better than I ever did, and now I feel like I'm getting yelled at by a girlfriend or something, and this I don't like that.
1: Is uh, all right. Listen up, Danielle with two eyes. Yeah, try and figure that one out, folks at home. Try and figure that one out, Danielle with two eyes. Her
2: parents Danielle. are either really rich or really poor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that's what that is.
1: And there it is.
2: No, there's no in-between there. It's no, yeah. And whatever, either good for you or why are you slumming writing for the Philly Voice? You should be, like, writing an op-ed for, like, a well, real newspaper.
1: Is, she's married to the editor. She can just pop in whenever she wants.
2: Must be fucking right. nice. Pro- probably poor parents then. Probably. probably. <laughs> well, I, I
0: do want to point out in the last uh, last paragraph uh she mentions climbing poles that's probably a low key plug for grease the poles or grease the pod or yeah grease the poles shit i, I fucked that all up but low key <laughs> plug for grease the, uh, grease perfect. the poles first episode um, yeah and really the part that just completely turned me off and it's it's like the little like subheading under the title uh after an amazing month in a dev- after an amazing month ending in a devastating loss some fans are making it difficult for Philly to shed its reputation now I don't know if I'm, like, if this is the popular opinion, but I'm so, like, I am glad that Philly has the reputation we do. Like, you know, we kind of talked about it, like, you know, off air about, um, like, the Astros, you know. I think the wor- one of the worst uh, traits of them is the fact that they've just, they've run from the cheating scandal, right? They didn't, they never embraced being the villain of the MLB. They never, yes. you know, really paid their dues. They kind of just like, oh, no, I mean, you know, didn't really, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, I think, and this is just like a rule of thumb in life, like embrace what you are, right? Like don't run from it. Don't try and be mainstream or PC because that's, you know, that's the world we live in nowadays. Like we're Philly fans. Be fucking Philly fans. Be scumbags. Curse people out. Uh, threaten, you know, jokingly, jokingly, threaten to jokingly. beat people up. Um you know, like, it's it's all in love, you know? This is all out of love. We're all emotional human beings here, like, emotional <laughs> creatures. Like, we're, we just are who we are. And, like, I I think it's so cringy and corny when people, especially from the city, like, from here. And I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I, I might have missed a part if she was actually from Houston. I guess she's, she was actually she, from she's Houston.
1: lived here for five years.
0: Lived here for five years. So not really a Philly- you know not, not a lifelong philadelphian so it like, doesn't really count but there are plenty of them out there right where they're like you know we are you know we have a bad reputation blah blah, blah. and like they're the same people that turn around and, and like bitch about you know people bringing up throwing snowballs at santa claus it's just like be a philly fan that's just my it's been my motto for the past couple of years just be a philly fan like don't don't run from it don't try and be like you know we're trying to change our reputation here and like you know it's not like we're not looking for investors we're not looking the fucking people to buy us like we are who we are and we're always going to be this way and like no i don't condone violence against against five foot two 105 pound women but like you know like talk your shit you know like that's that's always (laughs) been my motto like just be a philly fan don't try and act like you're above above us because you're welcoming to other fans or something like that like that's just who we are and that's how we're always going to be that's how every true philadelphia fan is always going to be so
1: that's my two cents on it absolutely dude it's they've already set their expectations for us we're not going to change their mind so we might as well give them a show at this point we like just fully lean into it exactly like you said like it's just that's what we are it's what we're going to be keep it moving I I wouldn't want to be anything else. I see how other fans root for their teams and I go like, okay, but like, where's like the blood, where's like the bloodlust? Where's like the, where's the, the, where's the rage at both each other and like hating your players more than the other team's players at times. Like there's just so much shit that goes on in in the demented head of a Philly fan. I think we, I think we've definitely gotten it out uh, on tape. In these last 45 minutes, it's been something to that much.
0: Yeah, it's like I like I want opposing fans to like be cautious coming here. Like, I I like that, honestly. Like, I I want them to come here knowing that, look, you're going to have shit said to you. The craziest of the crazy people will actually act on those words. But like, for the most part, you're going to get shit. You're going to get a ton of shit. You're going to have profanities spit at you to use her her terminology um i actually like that
2: turn of phrase that's a good one
0: yeah yeah it is it is and I, i'll i be the first to admit i've spit plenty of profanities at people right like i've never actually spit at someone but i'll spit a profanity or two at you like it's just how it is um dude it's just setting the tone yeah and i like i for one i i like that like i was at the steelers game uh, a couple of weeks ago the eagle steelers game and i had a steelers friend who went to comment, and he was like worried about it i'm like dude look we're going to talk shit to you, like, you, maybe you'll have one person that, like, tries to actually beat you up, but, like, it's all, like, 99.9% of the people here are just talking shit and are just kind of scumbags, and you just kind of got to roll with the punches, and if you give it right back in, like, you know, that bantery kind of way, like, you're fine, you know, and he came to our tailgate, we talked shit, and we fed him, you know, we fed him, we gave him beer, and that's just just how we are we're gonna talk a lot of shit doesn't you know we can be hospitable and also talk shit on you at the same time it's just it's kind of the philly way so
1: yeah it's a special balance you have to strike and i mean cass you saw it i mean we both saw it firsthand as well when we were down in arizona uh at was it where the hell was at mcfadden's i believe it was called yeah uh it it was a bar full of eagles fans top to bottom like hundreds of people there maybe even a thousand I'm not a numbers guy, but there was one Cowboys fan in there. He walked out. not. He left without a scratch, without a scratch. He had a great time. He had a blast. And yeah, we talked a little shit. We talked a little shit. He talked a little shit back. Not that he really had much to say since we're undefeated, which we're gonna get to. (laughs) We will get to that, which is why the grease the polls name. Still works, if yeah. dude. If the birds were below five hundred right now, this name would be dead in the water. Yeah. We we'd have to we'd have to circle back and figure yeah. something else out.
0: We have to workshop something else. But like, we, even down at the Arizona we, game, like I just I will say, like I got more shit talked on me by like random Cardinals fans, honestly. Cardinals fans expected. are assholes. Like I was like I was in the stands, like <laughs> and not even being like like I you know i've been to like three i think three away games for the eagles over the past few years and like buffalo there was a lot like i went to a buffalo Eagles game in 2019 and there was a lot of like back and forth and they could take it but at the end of it all like we ended up beating them like 30 to fucking 14 or something so like yeah we had the last laugh it was fun but even in arizona like i wasn't being a dickhead i was just yelling when you know we're on defense uh getting hype when we're moving the ball cheering for a sack cheering for a first down like the typical shit just being just being loud louder than i guess cardinals fans get and i had a cardinals woman that just just get right in front of me in the stands just stood in front of me and and wouldn't let me watch the game because i I was apparently just yelling too loud i just didn't understand like she's like you Mm. can't do that here this isn't philadelphia and i said look i don't know what you're talking about lady i'm just trying to watch the game can (laughs) you please sit down and she ended up getting kicked out. So, like, yet again, the Philly fans had the last laugh. But, like, mm-hmm. just fucking, you're at a sporting event, man. Like, this is we are human beings in general. Like, we all have that primal instinct, right? Like, people used to go watch lions and human beings fight at the Coliseum. Like, I'm, you know, I, I'm ready to roll when I go to a sporting event. I want to <laughs> yell. I want to <laughs> scream. I want to say <laughs> stupid shit. Like, just let me do my thing.
1: I want to be fed grapes. I want fun. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: want a, I, want a lion I want to be to able to decide whether someone lives or dies on the field. Like that's what I want. I that's, what want. I, that's what I need. I mean,
1: we get as close to that feeling as possible.
0: Yeah, exactly. We do. I think at the end of the day, most people outside of Philly are, I mean, none of them will ever say it because they're just, you know, they're too PC or too proud of themselves to admit it. But I think everyone's just a little jealous of how amped we get for our teams. Like, you can't tell me as like, a New York fan or a Boston fan seeing the way that stadium erupted after Bryce Harper's home run that in just a little bit of you was like, damn, I kind of wish we did that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I wish our fan base was like coincided with the team as far as the storyline goes. Right. Like I just think that's where I think most of it is. That's where it stems from. is kind of just like envy and a little jealousy of us. But yeah, you know, we, I'm biased, we have, the,
1: we have the best bad. time. I mean, do you yeah. see how fun that was? Phillies going to the World Series. Everybody dropped everything, put on a Phillies hat and got hammered for a month straight. It was one of the most incredible call to arms I've ever seen in my life. Just from all people from all over the city went, oh, the birds are on. Fuck who? Never heard of her. I'm watching the Philz. It's all about the fightings. And that's exactly what it was. And the fightings guy got caught caught in the cross, you know, crossfire here. People turned on him. I don't appreciate that. You don't have to get into that. That was unfortunate. That was fucking bullshit because everybody, everybody used him as a meme. They overused him. And then when the mainstream media caught on and did it, they're like, oh, we're sick of it. I'm like, no, you fucking did this to yourself. You don't deserve to complain. But that
0: doesn't matter. that's not important. He was one of my that, 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 that is, that is what I want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> should we uh. I mean should we move on to something positive here to close things yeah. out with the birds? I mean, we have talked about them a little bit uh in the past but couple of minutes. Let's but.
1: get into it. It's this is yeah. special cast. This is something is. else,
0: right? It is, and like I said at the beginning, like this is this sh- I live for NFL Sundays. Like I live for the Eagles. Phillies run, that was great. But obviously nothing compares to me at least uh, the eagles and look we're eight you know we're top of the division and i think after this past weekend like you had the bills lose to the jets um tampa bay came down to the wire against malik willis and the titans like a lot of close games and you know the eagles are still here eight zero. i think i think there's only one other team i guess the vikings are the next closest team at seven and one um you know obviously jalen Hurts playing mvp level aj brown looks like the acquisition of the offseason i mean Etc. Cetera, et cetera, with this team. I mean, you, you could, I could go down position by position and talk about how these dudes have just lit the world on fire um, to start this NFL season. But look, um, obviously, I mean, riding off the high of the Phillies, I think everyone now wants the Eagles go on a similar run. And obviously, at a you no, know, it's not as um, out of nowhere as a Phillies, the Phillies run was. Um, and just based on the NFL landscape, you know it's just it's kind of a wonky year you know mean? you know what i mean like the dolphins are good the jets are good the giants are good like it's just one of those seasons and then you have aaron Rodgers, you have tom brady who are like not good all of a sudden right like russell wilson forgot how to play football um you know there's a lot of those names you just expect to be at the top of the nfl that aren't and here we are with the eagles eight you zero, know, and you look at you know the next best team in the nfc is the vikings and we kicked their ass already so it's like you know, we talked about like blowing our load prematurely with the Phillies. Like, there's no reason <laughs> to not be talking Super Bowl now. Like, I just don't think there's a reason not to. What what evidence do you have? Literally, what evidence do you have to say? Well, you know, I don't know if they can do. We're literally top ten in offense and defense. Uh, I mean, every metric you go by, there's nothing to really complain about. So, like, I'll I'll be the first to say that. Like, I'm I'm totally bought in. I'm totally bought in. It's, it's Super Bowl or bust for me. It really is. Oh, yeah. Dude,
2: I agree 100%. I I think, you know, honestly, like, you look back at that 2017 team that wound up winning it all, and they had a couple of close wins early, but at the end of the day, they always took care of of business against teams they were supposed to beat. That's the hallmark of a great team, is you don't lose games to teams that you should beat. So I, I really honestly feel like, this is their year. They gotta seize the moment, barring some crazy injury or some horrifying turn of luck. This is this is their year. Like you you don't go 8-0 in the NFL if you're mediocre. Like that's just the bottom line. You you just it just doesn't happen. So they gotta do it. And, you know, it's just it feels like it's building towards it. I wouldn't say blow load on this one. It's yeah. just we're, we're building towards this like, you know, the, the the sense of like, I don't think people want to get ahead of themselves, especially. Um, but I mean, I, I'm pretty sure right now there are odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl. And I, I'm pretty sure that Jalen Hurts is number one in MVP odds. Uh, it's, it's, it's your year. You got to take it. You got to run with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: J- Jalen Hurts has been so impressive this year. I know everybody's already talked about it. We've watched eight games of it, and he didn't have the you know the you know the gaudiest passing numbers to start the year. But he's I mean he's been fantastic in every phase of the game. He can run the ball in. He can obviously throw for touchdowns. Uh, He's operating out of the pocket in a way that I didn't fully know if he could. I because I saw him bail out of a lot of clean pockets, doing his little pirouette thing. He does turns his back to the to the line, which he still sometimes does. But it always works now, cause he's for some reason a, a fucking beast, and of course it's, it's also because of that O line that we've got. And when we're humming like this, I don't care if we haven't played anybody, haven't played anybody. Uh, this is the best team in football right now. Kansas City looked terrible last night. <laughs> um, uh, who else? Who else is up there? Buffalo? Eh, they're okay. They're all right. But I'm taking the Eagles 100 percent of the way. C.J. Gardner-Johnson leads the league's in the interception. He has five picks.
0: Yeah, that seems. Quietly. I know he had a lot, but that seems high almost. Like I what mean, the he's heck? had? I think he's had four in the last, like since Arizona. I don't. I I guess that was what four games now. I think he has all five of his picks in that span. He's I think he got his first pick against Arizona, two against Dallas, and then one against Pittsburgh, one against Houston. Yeah, I mean he's a fucking, fucking, and that's another one. Like we, I just mentioned AJ Brown acquisition of the offseason. We got CJ Gardner Johnson at the buzzer before. Like I don't, I think the preseason was over by the time we got him, and now he's leading the league in interceptions as a safety. Not like he wasn't even a safety in New Orleans, right? Like he was a nickel corner. So like, I guess the transition was a success. I don't, I don't know what, what else you need to see out of the kid, but there's not yeah. much else you should need to see. So the guy's funny playing out of his mind
2: so funny going back and looking at people that were worried about how he was going to transition to that position with how well he's played like it's been it, he's been lights out and yeah just, I don't know just feels like feels like everything's trending towards the Eagles this year
0: absolutely and I just want to make one last point Ryan you brought it up about the um, you know like the strengths of the schedule argument that seems to be like the hot button topic when you're trying to rail against the Eagles on Twitter nowadays Um This isn't college like the strength. You don't pick who you play, you know, like it's just the NFL is a bunch of professional athletes, right? Like these guys are all we're all the best players on their college teams. As they say, any given Sunday, it happens every year, right? Like even if you want to bitch about not kicking the shit out of Houston on Thursday night, you still won by 12 points on a short week on the road, right? Like you didn't cover the 14 points, but you won by double digits. I don't like that's a win uh win's a win. That, that, that's what everyone says in this league. Everyone who plays, everyone who's coached in it will tell you the same thing. It's tough to win in this league. And when you win eight in a row out the gate, like, I just, just miss me with the strength of schedule argument. Everyone in this league is here for a reason, right? And like, you look at the, the standings. I mean, I guess you could say like the bottom teams are Houston, Detroit, and like Carolina. But then you watch them play on Sundays and they play everyone close. Houston hasn't been blown out this year. Like, we're one of the biggest... Uh, point differentials they had all season, and we beat them by 12 points. Um, Detroit is what two and five, and they we we beat them by three points. They give a lot of teams a run for their money. Like that's just how it is in the NFL. I don't, I just I, I, it's the weakest argument you can have, and if that's your only argument against why the Eagles aren't as good as everyone thinks they are, or as good as their record indicates, that tells you that we are actually that good because you can't think of any other. You can't rail against Hurts. You can't rail against the play calling, rail against the defense. There's nothing else to point out. What do you want to point out that we're like 24th on special teams? Like, I, Aside from that and then the fact that we're, we haven't played anyone good, quote unquote, like what else do people have to say? That's it. So, you know, we're riding high and I love it. No doubt. No doubt. Boys, this was a pleasure it was a pleasure we look we went we went an hour long here i wasn't sure how long we were gonna be able to rip it but like once we got the juices flowing we got you know it's funny like whenever like and i noticed it just like from experience doing podcasts like whenever (laughs) we're talking about like negativity like you know phillies losing world series or whatever um you can go on for forever right like it's almost easier to make content when we suck than like when we're really good you know what i mean like like, I don't have anything to bitch about with the Eagles, and that that portion was like 10 minutes long. It's such Eagles, a right? weird like,
1: feeling to not just have something gnawing at me that I have to get out that I have yeah. to say about the Eagles. I'm just like, yeah, they're really fucking good. I don't even pretty know. pretty sick. There's not much else to say. I just keep riding. Nice. If we lose, then I'll bitch. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> until then, i am just keep riding, man. Keep riding.
2: Hey, you know, I will say shout-out to me for reading that entire article. Uh, very slowly. That was probably a huge help with runtime front time, too. So. You,
1: you, you gave her you gave her the <laughs> best publicity she could have ever asked for. So yes. she's going to sell that. It was like a little audio tape. Yeah. As Any publicity is good
0: publicity. I think everyone knows that. So. That's a fact. Uh, oh, yeah. No,
2: definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, no. It's the it, Phillies are buried. Funeral's over. Now we're, you know, get ready for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, and, you know. Like begrudgingly going back to the Sixers. Yeah. I honestly haven't watched them. Like I've watched maybe w- I watched the season opener, watched a game like you know quarters of a game here and there. But the Phillies have really taken up all that that extra Dude. energy I had for Philly sports. So like I guess I you know it sucks that we have to go back, Brian. To now,
2: but you did not watch the season opener for the Sixers. Sixer season doesn't start till Christmas Day. Uh, you're true. It, that's the rule. That's the rule. Doesn't, right. the rule. doesn't start. Right. It, it hasn't started yet. We got plenty of time to get rid of Doc Rivers, in spite of what Keith Pompey might say. Yeah, we're ready to move on.
0: I will say, I was, I was shocked that he wasn't the first one gone. As far as NBA head coaches, like I guess it was probably between him and Steve Nash. And I guess the Brooklyn Nets is kind of a bigger dumpster fire than we are. So like, I guess it's reasonable. But you know, I was pulling. You know, I didn't throw any any money on it. But I know Doc Rivers was the odds-on favorite to get fired after like the first week of the season. So um we could do a whole nother hour on that yeah we'll, uh, save, so. we'll save that from the, yeah, <laughs> we've, we've <laughs> already we've talked yeah we'll save it not philly sports so um yeah first episode of many everyone thank you for listening you can find us on apple spotify wherever you get your shows follow us on twitter at grease poles pod is that there what our is. ad is yeah, yeah i'm still getting that shit straight so grease Polls pod on twitter find us there we'll post our episodes there post clips there um and yeah thank you all for listening and uh Go birds. Go birds.
2: Go birds.